Hey everyone, before we get into everything, um, I just wanted to bring awareness to the SARS protests, the NSARS, S-A-R-S, going on in Nigeria. Um, if you haven't been made aware of it or if you haven't been educated on it, um, there is no time better than now um, to educate yourself on it and understand what's going on in the world. And to be completely honest, I still need more educating. I don't think I'm fully um, caught up in what's happening. Um, I will put some links out there um, for you to read and understand what's going on. Because if you're like me and you might not do well with graphic videos or you might not want to see graphic videos for whatever reason and a lot of the videos I've seen surrounding this are of the graphic nature so um if you haven't been educated I'm going to put some resources out there for you so that you can um understand a little bit more okay um yeah thanks <laughs> to another episode of what is a podcast and gonna be honest this podcast was a struggle to get out here hopefully this edition of the podcast um gets out there um because i recorded this at an opportune time at a regular time and the audio file just didn't work. Um, I don't know exactly what happened to it, but the audio file wasn't playing. It didn't work. It got corrupted or something of that nature. So couldn't use it. Had to re-record. Could not re-record yesterday um, because there was like hurricane-like winds, like literally hurricane-like winds. Um, and it was messing up the audio, like you could hear everything going on in the background. And it was crazy because um, it was hurricane-like winds, but there was no rain, like it didn't rain at all. And I'm used to the loud winds and stuff, but it wasn't raining. It was just like a bunch of wind and it sounded like it was raining, but it was like the trees like getting their ass kicked by the wind that was um really getting it going so i didn't want to put out a podcast with that like sort of nature sound in the background because it's not like you know the pleasant nature sound it wasn't birds chirping or brooks babbling this was like death wind so um I decided not to do that and now we're here in the the third attempt and um we'll see how it goes and I feel like like trying to get this podcast out has been um sort of how I've been feeling recently like um or like it sort of reflected that I felt a little bit off my game recently I felt like I haven't been waking up as early I've been like not responding to my alarm I haven't been as disciplined lately I've been slacking off a little bit and I want to get back to my normal 
everyday self, right? I'm trying to really put my nose to the grindstone as much as I can in these um, last couple months of of 2020. Um, but it feels like I'm just a little bit off my game. I'm slightly off, right? And I don't know why. I don't know what caused it. Maybe I just needed uh, a little break. Maybe it's your body telling you, you know, to relax a little bit. Sometimes that happens. Um, but it wasn't like, oh, this is relaxing. It's like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't do well this morning. Like, I was like, I'd wake up and I'm like, oh, no, I slept through my alarm. Even though my alarm doesn't actually matter that much, right? It's just so I can get up and, like, I can be as productive, I guess, with my day. That's what my alarm is for because, you know, working from home means... There's a different set of rules when it comes to when work starts. But um, yeah, I've been feeling a little bit off my game and hopefully like doing this sort of podcast thing is what launches me into my my regular self here. Right. And in that right in this sort of like delayed episode, some stuff has happened. Right. And there's some stuff that um. I wanted to talk about that I don't think I'm gonna talk about anymore just because it's so beyond um the pale now beyond the pale is that a phrase it's beyond its time now like the news cycle has already cycled um past it but there's one thing here that I I want to talk about right for um hilarious reasons right and that is um this Jeffrey Tubin um fiasco right and if you don't know who Jeffrey Tubin is and to be honest i barely know who he is right but he's like an a lawyer and like a reporter an analyst um personality a pundit um whatever you know title you want to give him but stuff to do with like law right and that sort of like legal stuff is what where his bag is right and um being that you would think that this person would be a stand-up person right he works for cnn he is a lawyer and a legal analyst like this seems like a good guy but if there's anything that the year 2020 has taught us is that be careful who you label as the good guy. Be careful who you trust because you never know who or what or when anything is going to turn around and reveal their true colors or stab you in the back or disappoint you incredibly, right? And this guy, Tubin, right? This guy, Jeffrey Tubin, he has... um exposed himself on a zoom call he was i guess like masturbating on a zoom call and he showed everyone that he was working with and then people like basically aired out all his business and now he's been um suspended by cnn and really in this era we have of zoom and online chatting and it's weird that zoom has like taken the precedent over google hangout but in this weird world of zoom 
everything or like the Zoom reality that we live in, right? People are going to Zoom University and Zoom Incorporated and Zoom, you know, Thanksgiving and birthdays and shit like that. So with this, right, it was bound to happen that someone was going to turn Zoom into chat roulette, right? Someone was going to blunder so hard on Zoom that it was just going to be the laughing suck. It took a while. It took some months. But this guy, Jeffrey Tubin, right, he he took the cake, right? And what's what's interesting is, is like, how and why, right? Like, how did you not know, right, that your camera was off or that your microphone is off? Because the whole thing with this tubing guy is that he's saying that he thought that he had taken the proper precautions. He's not saying he didn't do it. He said, I thought the proper precautions was taken, right? And if you're going to do something like that, potentially um, be caught for indecent exposure here, you got to make sure that your bases are covered, right? What's, I mean, honestly and genuinely, like, what's the difference between, like, online indecent exposure and regular indecent exposure, right? Because you can, you know, somewhat freely, not completely freely, but you can post yourself naked on the internet, right? And for the most part, that is cool, right? Like, you can post yourself naked on Twitter. I think you could do that on Reddit, right? And people can retweet it, repost it, and then you just see it, you know? Like, you might be scrolling down whatever platform that doesn't ban nudity, and you can just see it, right? But if that happened in real life, right, that is a crime. And where do the lines get drawn, right? Because what's the difference between someone retweeting, right, an image of a naked person or a naked person like posting their image for anyone to see and doing it um in real life. I guess the difference is um it's your personal page and people choose to follow you, right? But in the era of retweets and reposting, right? I think I think that line gets a little bit blurry, but I think it's even more blurry right? When it's over Zoom, right? I feel like that could be a punishable offense, like not punishable in your job. Like I think it's a fireable offense, but I think maybe in the eyes of the law, that might be a a punishable offense, right? But there's a, a how did you not know, like you have to know element of this. And then the second part is why, right? Is this something that is just like how you how you get your kicks off is that something that in you enjoy that you are aroused by because if so then i guess i'm not going to kink shame but it's not something that i understand like if you're at work right if you're at work and i think he was doing like a simulated like political scenario like some some dumb shit like that right and I can't imagine, right, a situation less conducive to even wanting to pull your pants down and go to business, right? I don't see 
how that's the environment you choose. And looking at this guy on Google, like he has a wife, right? He can probably like, if he doesn't do that with his wife, you probably have, you know, a plethora of internet materials to search after you are done with work, right? I don't understand the 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 why behind it. I I mean, this guy seems to have his life revolve around politics. Maybe politics does it for him in a way that other things don't. In simulating politics, maybe that just was the right place at the wrong time for for Mr. Tubin here. But it really it just baffles me that you just feel the need like you have that thought right like this is political simulation it's literally an election year the election is like not even long from now right and you're thinking about your meat like (laughs) that doesn't make sense to me like it's funny but it's also like weird and it's also like where does the law actually apply here because i feel like the law could apply right because that I, the law would apply in real life. If we were not virtual, the law would apply, right? If he did that to like just someone on the sidewalk in New York City, the law would apply. I'm not sure where the line gets drawn in on the internet, but the line has been drawn somehow because people are posting themselves naked on Twitter and things. So there is a line somewhere and I'm not smart enough legally to um explain all that for you but maybe 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 our friend mr tubin is maybe our friend mr tubin um knows the indecent exposure laws and knows that he wouldn't get in trouble with the law for um exposing himself maybe that was a risk he was willing to take because he knows the law maybe i figured it out maybe i figured it out um but anyway, that that's just a ridiculous um story. It's a ridiculous like idea that you would just like at work. And I've heard like jokes, like some people say like, "Oh, everyone um does this at work." Like everyone masturbates at work. And I always thought that that idea was utterly preposterous. Um I mean, part of it is cuz in my line of work if I was to do that, I would literally be arrested. Um, but it seems like you're in a you're in a office space and you're just doing it. Like I think there are more people than we might think that do it. But it just that thought just doesn't even um, it doesn't even cross my mind. I don't understand um, that that thought coming. I can under I mean I can understand like. If you're working in a cubicle and some inappropriate thoughts come in your mind, what I don't understand is acting on those thoughts immediately. I I don't think that that is something that should go just unchecked, right? I've heard, like, it hasn't been a lot of jokes, but I've heard some jokes that people do this more than you might think, but I... And I don't think I'll ever do such a thing unless my line of work somehow goes into the adult film industry. Um, I don't see that happening for me. Um, But anyway, speaking of politics, 
um, there's been a couple of endorsements from our boys in the the rap game for Donald Trump. And I mean, at this point, like if you're going to vote for Trump or you're going to vote for Biden, like your mind's already set. I don't think a celebrity endorsement is actually going to sway anything in the election, right? And the only thing it would sway would like be get people to actually vote, right? Like physically actually vote. But I think if you already know who you're voting for, a celebrity for or against a candidate, I don't think matters, right? I think we could have had the election, we could have voted for president three months ago, right? Or we probably could have voted for president like as soon as Biden got confirmed or whatever. Like as soon as whenever the Democratic nominee got confirmed, assuming that the Democratic nominee wasn't like blatantly a Republican, right? I think that we could have voted then and the results like numbers wise would probably be about the same as they will be on November 4th, 2020 or whenever it is, right? I don't think the debates mattered that much. I don't think there were very many undecided voters, but still, we got 50 Cent endorsing Donald Trump. And I, I got to say, I wasn't expecting this. Right? I was not expecting 50 Cent to align himself with Trump. And upon thinking about it, it did make a little bit more sense because 50 Cent, like in his um more recent years, especially, he has sort of a, rep- a reputation of being kind of a jerk. Like, I feel more so than his music, like, nowadays, he's more known for his antics and just, like, being uh, a nuisance. Like, he's sort of that that guy that's, like, not quite a class clown, but still a clown and will still make you feel bad, but will make you feel bad sort of in public, but not in class. Like, he's like a recess clown is what is what 50 cent is or at least that's how i um how i visualize him right and when you are a jerk when that's sort of part of your personality it kind of makes sense to align with a jerk right um which is i mean jerk is putting donald trump very very mildly but um it makes sense to align yourself in that way right there's people that are buying into Donald Trump's dragon energy and shit like that. Like, it makes sense if you are a jerk to align with someone who has jerk tendencies, right? But it's also pretty clearly not just, like, 50 Cent being this sort of, like, serial antagonist that he is, right? But it's also um, money-related, right? Like, Donald Trump isn't going to lower... Or he's not gonna raise fifty cents taxes, and Joe Biden is right. And from a financial standpoint, fifty cent is like, I'm going with Trump. I am not gonna get my taxes lowered, right? And I gotta wonder how many celebrities like actually think the same way fifty cent does, but just isn't, you know, being vocal about it. Like how many people, right, are like, oh, I don't want my taxes to be lowered, right? But I can't publicly say 
praise Trump because of that, because Donald Trump is bad in a lot of ways, or I would alienate my um my fan base if I did that. I wonder how many people, regardless of an industry, just like famous people, are like actually down with Trump's tax plan, but just aren't vocalizing um support for Trump in that way, right? Because I am not a millionaire. I'm not close to being a millionaire and even further away from billions of dollars. I don't think 50 Cent has billions of dollars, but even further away from that, right? So to me and to, I would say, a majority of people, right? Like those, like it's sort of hard to feel bad about millionaires complaining about taxes, right? Paying taxes sucks. I get it, right? No one really wants to pay taxes, right? I don't want to pay taxes. I just know that a large amount of things that I would want are done through taxes and that the taxes help the the community, or at least in theory, right? Doing this through taxes helps people and programs and projects, right? I think the the fucked up thing is that we don't always know where our taxes are going or we don't always approve of where the taxes are going depending on who you are and that gets a little bit weird, right? But paying taxes it sucks, right? No one no one wants to do that. No one wants to lose money. It's not something that people enjoy, but people do it all the time right? People pay the taxes. It's not that huge of a deal. And for rich people to just be like, oh, I'm not going to raise my taxes. It's like, come on, man, we're we're all doing it, right? We're all paying taxes. You are fortunate enough to make a lot of money, right? The least you can do is is pay some taxes, like help us all out, right? Now, if Jeff Bezos paid taxes, right, then that would be a different story because Jeff Bezos can probably pay enough taxes to cover a million fifty cents, right? But at this point, Jeff Bezos, we know he ain't paying taxes, right? Amazon ain't paying taxes, right? So in the, in our current system, right, we, we gotta we gotta do something, right? But you know, paying taxes suck, I get it, but you're not going to get any sympathy points from me. You're just going to be 50 cent the the antagonist that you've been for for a while, right? And I thought it was funny. Like I've thought 50 cent has been genuinely funny over several occasions, right? But this is not funny anymore. It just makes you seem like a jerk and if that's what you want to come off across as then okay right like i feel like 50 cents like turn towards trump is worse than kanye because kanye seems to be going through some like weird lifestyle stuff that i don't understand fully right so i understand like kanye's turn a little bit more than 50 cent or i'm not like as mad at Kanye, right? Because I think Kanye's like, whatever Kanye is going through is just something that I just don't know. Like you might go to Kanye's house and he's just like levitating in the living room. Like you, you don't know, 
right? What's what's going on over there, right? And since Kanye is running for actual president, we can't really be that much for Trump anymore because he's running for actual president, right? So being pro-Trump and running against Trump, that doesn't really seem to mix, don't it? So we'll see. But Kanye's turn is more like, it's, it's disappointing and it's weird. And Kanye was a big part of my childhood. I would say like bigger than 50 Cent was was Kanye, right? 50 Cent had a part of my childhood, but not not as much as Kanye did from like elementary to middle to high school, right? So it's a little bit more like, I don't know what to do with this situation. And maybe I'm rationalizing it in a way that you're not. But it's like Kanye's turn. It, I said, it, I might have said it made more sense to me um, earlier. That's not exactly true. I think it makes more sense to me because it doesn't make sense. And Kanye doesn't make sense to me anymore, right? Kanye used to make sense to me and now Kanye doesn't make sense to me. And since everything about Kanye like doesn't make sense to me, like it makes perfect sense that he would do something so nonsensical, if that makes sense. Does it make sense? Maybe, maybe not, right? Um, But 50 Cent is just like, oh, I'm 50 Cent. I don't want my taxes lowered. I'm aligning with Trump, even though Trump is bad. And if I wasn't 50 Cent, would Trump really support me in my endeavors? You know, probably not, right? So it's it's a sticky one. It's It's just a weird situation all around, right? And then something that also caught me off guard is our good friend Lil Pump, right? And Lil Pump, if you don't know, he's a rapper, he's a young guy, he's of Gucci gang fame. And I've been sort of a defender of Lil Pump's style of rap, which in turn has led me to defend Lil Pump in the past because I'm not the type of person to think that just because rap is sort of mumble rap or SoundCloud rap or auto-tuned or fun or silly, I'm not the type of person who thinks that just because it's any of those things is that it's bad, right? Like, I genuinely thought Gucci Gang was a good song. Like, it's a good, fun song. It's not, you know, complex lyrically, right? Or anything like that. But I thought, I still think, actually, that Gucci Gang is a good song. Like, I can listen to Gucci Gang now and have um, a good time with it, right? And in that, in that belief leads me to defend Lil Pump. And if I didn't have that belief that, like, just because a young kid is making, like, fun rap music or making something that maybe not be as complex or as polished or is like making jokes in their raps right just because that doesn't mean that they're trash because i have that belief it's led me to defend the little pumps of the world it's led me to defend the little yachties of the world right and by and large that mindset hasn't failed me right but i think it's failed me with lil pump right because someone can easily go back and see any time i've been on the record defending Lil Pump and then turn around and say, look, look at what Lil Pump did. Lil Pump 
betrayed you. Well, you went out on a limb for Lil Pump, and Lil Pump is being a little baby 50 Cent, right? Lil Pump basically had the same reasoning that 50 Cent has. He doesn't want the taxes to be lowered, right? And, you know, I'm genuinely, I'm disappointed in Lil Pump, right? Because I, I don't know if I would say I was all in, but I did have fun with Lil Pump music, right? For a good period of time, right? I think Gucci Gang aside, like, Gucci Gang is in, in its own category, good song, right? And then Gucci Gang aside, like, other than having fun with Lil Pump's music for a while, like, none of Lil Pump's songs or music has been in my rotation, right? So I can't say that Lil Pump's music is so good to me that I'm gonna have a hard time giving it up, but it is something is like, oh man, right? Like I wanted you to see, or I wanted to see people like Lil Pump go and prove the haters wrong, right? Like as someone who defends like the fun rap and who thinks that rap is sort of inherently fun and there's a lot of fun and funny um, things about rap, right? And seeing people bash on the younger generation, right? Like, I wanted to see Lil Pump grow and mature into someone that people didn't immediately write off as trash and immediately, you know, see as, you know, a joke or anything like that, right? But that's not the case, right? Like, Lil Pump, he hasn't got that. He hasn't matured into that, that respectful musician that I wanted him to be and instead he's taken my aspirations and said esket it and just took a Xanax shit all over my expectations right and it's very very disappointing right and I can't explain it fully it's like Oh, like I saw something in you, but you didn't see it in yourself and you're not expanding on your full potential and you could be the best Lil Pump you can be. But instead of Lil Pump, you became Lil Trump and you're aligning with the bad guy in this situation. And it's just like, you know, I'm 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 upset. Right. And more upset than I think other people are. I think people who um wrote off Lil Pump as a joke or wrote off Lil Pump as trash, right? If you do that, then it's just trash doing more trash, right? And you're fine. Like I said earlier, I don't think Lil Pump's support of Donald Trump is going to be like swaying anyone. Like Lil Pump's fan base is not going to get the same tax break that Lil Pump has, Right, so I don't think that it's going to alter the political landscape or anything, right? It's just that you didn't have to do that, Lil Pump. I just I expected more from you, and people who didn't expect more from you, like this is more ammo that they need to write you off. And because so many people wrote Lil Pump off already, right, it's going to be hard for Lil Pump to 
come back from this because the people who thought he was trash now think he's more trash, right? And aren't going to give him a chance. I don't know how Lil Pump's career evolves from here, but the path to being a respectable artist, right? And when I say respectable, I mean respected widely, not respected by the fans, right? I don't see really that happening, right? It's, it's disheartening, right? I, I want it better for Lil Pump. And maybe maybe he improves, he matures, he doesn't, you know, align with the, the Trumpian views, but who knows? But I'm 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 disappointed in my large adult son Lil Pump, right? Just to say the least, right? To put it very mildly, right? What was once my large adult son Lil Pump is now just a large adult Lil Pump. And I am still disappointed in him, even though I have revoked him from the Sun title, right? But anyway, not to talk about more politics, but Amy Coney Barrett was um, confirmed today. And Amy Coney Barrett, I didn't know this until today, has like probably the worst resume for a Supreme Court judge since the Supreme Court has been a thing, probably, right? Like, I saw her resume. She's never tried, like, criminal cases or something like that. She has a very weak resume. She's been a lawyer for, like, two years, basically, right? And she hasn't done a lot of the stuff that the Supreme Court is going to expect from her, right? Amy Coney Barrett, if you didn't know, was Donald Trump's nominee to replace um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, And the Republicans in the Senate right, confirmed her to the seat, and they gotta know more about the law than I do, right, and they gotta know more about the Supreme Court system than I do, right, and they nominated basically, like, a rookie judge to the highest position, right, and uh, Amy Coney Barrett's politics do not align with mine, I know that for a fact, I've seen where she stands. She's very Republican and I am not, right? Um, But even if like she holds like the political views that align with you, right? There has to be some type of precaution or apprehension to appointing what is essentially a rookie to the highest position in the Supreme Court. That doesn't make any sense. If anything, that's a liability because it's not like the Supreme Court is like a mentorship position. It's a lifetime position, right? And you're not, you're probably not going to get very good at it for a while. It's not like an internship where she gets to go and study under like really important judges, go back and hone her craft using that motivation and that inspiration. No, it's not like that. You're getting appointed for life, right? And you haven't done anything yet, at least haven't done anything related to what you're going to be doing in Supreme Court, right? That's, it's so bananas to me that someone just rose up the ranks so quickly. Like, how did Donald Trump find this person, right? Did he just like, oh, which lawyer available has the most similar values to mine and then nominate and then 
the Senate Republicans just go with it and not really bother with the system. And now we have this judge, right, that's a rookie, right, on on the Supreme Court. And even if this judge did align, like, with my politics 100%, I would still be like, well, there's no experience here, like, maybe next time, like, maybe next time you can, um, you can do that. But for right now, maybe you need a little bit more practice, right? I don't want a rookie judge on the Supreme Court. And also, side note, I would never want to be on the Supreme Court. A lifetime appointment sounds awful, right? And the Supreme Court seems so incredibly outdated, right? We've moved past like these monarchies, like America was, you know, the current iteration of America was built on, oh, we don't like the fucking queen and king, like, let's make our own shit, right? And then you have lifetime appointments. That's literal king and queen shit, right? That's, why, why is that part of our country still, right? Um, and like, Donald Trump, like, I voted, right, by mail, right, but did I vote for any new Supreme Court justices? Probably not. Donald Trump has had, like, three Supreme Court justices. It was Gorsuch, I believe, and then Kavanaugh, and then um, Coney Barrett, right? Like, it's three Trumpian judges, right? Well, the president that I voted for right, is probably not going to get a judge on the table. I, I, I didn't vote for someone to have just three lifetime judges that are going to affect the fabric of time in legal sense for their lifetime, which is probably going to be a considerable amount of time, right? That doesn't make any sense. We've gotten rid of a lot of the monarchy shit in America. But one thing where you can just be there for life and no one really tear you down is the Supreme Court. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, it doesn't make sense why we still have the Supreme Court in the way that it is. I feel like there has to be some adjustments that just aren't being made. You're saying like, oh, like, this is how it's been since 1776. We're just going to keep rocking with it, even though literally nothing else is the same since 1776. Why do we have the Supreme Court in this way? I I don't like it, right? It, it, it's, it just makes no sense at all. Um, and speaking of things that don't make sense at all, there's a new Borat movie that is out and I've watched it. I will not spoil it. Although it's very funny that if you watch the movie, you'll know that this movie was not made in a very long amount of time, right? Just based on the context of the movie, right? But there's an ending scene that people are talking about, right? And it's Rudy Giuliani and this actress who's like, 20-something but playing a 15-year-old, and Rudy Giuliani is um, behaving inappropriately. And most of Borat is real people. Like, it's not actors, right? Borat is going around and tricking people, or maybe not even tricking people, just getting people to admit or say or witness terrible things, 
right? And then, like, either hilariously or, like, oh, shitly, just, you know, react to it or or be there, right? That's what Borat is. There's barely any actual actors in Borat, right? So what happened between Rudy Giuliani acting appropriate with a girl who says she is 15, right, or people say she is 15, right, is un- unbelievable. And the fact that Rudy Giuliani, like, people said that Rudy Giuliani's career is over, but it's, like, clearly not, right? And people who are defending Rudy Giuliani saying he did nothing wrong. And this clip has been making the rounds on Twitter, so it's not a complete spoiler but if you don't want to and have spoilers you might as well just like leave now i guess um but so this actress is playing a 15 year old girl playing a 15 year old girl like playing a reporter right and rudy giuliani has like what appears to be alcohol right and he takes this 15 year old girl back to like the changing room or the bedroom and He's, you know, putting his hand down his pants and it looks like he might be untucking his shirt. It looks like he might be doing more than that. And then Borat steps in and they they fuck off. And then, oh, that was the wrong choice of words. They did not have intercourse. I meant that Borat stops it, right? Sasha Baron Cohen, who plays Borat, stops it. That's what I meant when I when I said that, right? And, um... In that, people are saying Rudy Giuliani's career is done. Other people are saying Rudy Giuliani didn't do anything that bad, right? And he was untucking his shirt. He wasn't touching himself, whatever, right? And I think part of this is you're seeing what you want to see. Like the um, the putting hands down his shirt part of it is seeing what you want to see, I think. Like some people want to believe that Rudy Giuliani is somewhat of a good guy and some people don't right to me it looked bad right the putting the hands down the pants looked bad right and i would tend to agree that it was the bad version not the not the tame version of un just untucking his shirt or even if it is untucking his shirt why are you untucking your shirt for right there's the the context of the scene says that untucking your shirt leads to something else, right? But that's not what I want to focus on. Rudy Giuliani in that scene, right, where he has alcohol in his hand and this 15-year-old girl says, or the girl who says she's 15, she's not actually 15. He says something along the lines, I'm paraphrasing here, you will give me your phone number and your address, right? And... Even if he was not touching himself at the end of Borat, even if he was untucking his shirt, right? He did put the his hand on the girl's hip as well, right? But even if all of that is true and he wasn't being inappropriate in that way, he still said, give me your number and address, right? Which in the context of the scene, very forward, very sexual. I don't understand how you how you spin that part of it, right? You can spin the other part. I don't believe the spin, but you can spin the part of it. You cannot spin that part of it, right? And the unbelievable legal news that's been happening, 
right? Rudy Giuliani somehow hasn't been burned at the stake for what he's done. Like people have, you know, told him that what he did was wrong, but he hasn't faced like actual repercussions for this, right? And maybe the hope was or the thought was is that Borat would do that, but Borat hasn't done that fully yet. Maybe it'll happen. Maybe people will corroborate the Borat side of the story and Rudy Giuliani will will see a fall from grace like no other, right? But it's just unbelievable that people are trying to spin Rudy Giuliani as being a good guy or behaving appropriately when he clearly wasn't, right? Unless there was some type of movie magic, which in Borat being sort of this mockumentary style, I don't think that it was, right? Unless there was something like that, Rudy Giuliani, I don't see how you defend him. Even if you were a pro-Giuliani guy, which doesn't really make sense to me, but even if you were, he still he still said, give me your number and your address. Like, what the fuck are you supposed to take from that? It doesn't make any sense. Why does he need a 15-year-old's number and address, right? And even if she wasn't 15, right? Even if she wasn't 15, if she was like 20 or whatever, Rudy Giuliani is like, however, like anywhere between 60 and 150, right? Still an inappropriate relationship to have a young reporter girl who says she's 20 to 25, have a young reporter girl and try to put the moves on a young reporter. Still inappropriate, no matter what, right? But alas, people are going to see what they want to see. And if what they want to see is Giuliani being you know, not the worst person on planet Earth, then I guess that's what they're gonna see, right? And other than that, um, I think I think this was pretty good. Um, so I'm gonna leave it there. I have um, some hopefully better weeks ahead and I am on my game and the whole podcast gets out on time and there's no snafus, but I think this is pretty good, right? I liked it. I'm feeling good about it. Um, so yeah, I'm going to end it there. Um, thank you for listening, paying attention. I love you. Please be safe. And yeah, I'll see you next time.